You are listening to Storytime with Barmon, Season 1, Episode 9. Hey everybody, right now in this episode I'm going to start a new story called George's Marvelous Medicine. On the podcast episode I'll call it George's Medicine. And we're going to start the story in 3, 2, 1. Warning to readers, do not try to make George's Marvelous Medicine yourselves at home. It could be dangerous. Grandma. I'm going shopping in the village, George's mother said to George on Saturday morning. So, to be a good boy and don't get up to mischief. This was a silly thing to say to a small boy at any time. It immediately made him wonder what sort of mischief he might get up to and don't forget to give grandma her medicine at 11 o'clock her mother said then out she went closing the back door behind her grandma who was doozing in her chair by the window the one who winked little eye and said now no you heard what your mother said, George. Don't forget my medicine. No, Grandma, George said. Just try to behave yourself once for once while she's away. Yes, Grandma, George said. George says. George was bored to tears. He didn't have a brother or sister. His father was a farmer and the farm lived on was miles away from anywhere, so there were never any children to play with. He was tired of staring at pigs and hens and cows and sheep. He was especially tired of having to live in the same house as that grizzly old groom of grandma. After looking her all by himself was hardly the most exciting way to spend a Saturday morning. You can take me on a nice cup of tea for start, George said to Grandma said to George, that will keep you out of mischief for a few minutes. Yes, Grandma, George said. George couldn't stop disliking Grandma. She was a selfish old, she was a selfish, grumpy old woman. She had pale brown teeth and a small puckered up mouth like a dog's bottom. How much sugar in your tea today, Grandma? Georgia asked her. One spoon, she said, and no milk. Most grandmothers are lovely, kind, helpful old ladies, but not this one. She spent all day and sitting every day in her chair by the window, and she 
and she was always complaining, grousing, grouching, grumbling, gripping about something or other. Never once, even on her best days, she he had she smiled at George and said, "Well, how are you doing this morning, George? Why don't you uh, why don't you and I have a game of snakes and ladders?" Or how was school today? She didn't seem to care about other people, only about herself. She was a miserable old grouch. George went to George went into the kitchen and made Grandma a cup of tea with a tea bag. He would put one spoon of sugar in it and no milk. He stirred the sugar well and carried the cup into the living room. Grandma sipped the tea. It's not sweet enough, she said. Pour, put more sugar in it. George took the cup and back in the kitchen and added another spoonful of sugar. He stirred it again and and carried it back carefully to Grandma. Where's the saucer? He said. I don't have a cup. I won't have a cup without a saucer. George Fenster saucer. And what about a teaspoon, if you please? I stirred it for you, Grandma. I stirred it well. I stir my own tea. Thank you. Thank you very much, she said. Fetch me a teaspoon. George fetched her a teaspoon. When George's mother or father were home, Grandma was never ordered George about like this. He was only... When she had him on her own, that she began treating him badly. You know what's the matter with you? The old woman said, staring at George over the rim of the teacup with those bright, wicked little eyes. You're growing too fast. Boys who grow too fast become stupid and lazy. But I can't help it if I'm growing fast. But I can't help it if I'm growing fast, Grandma, George said. Of course you can, she snapped. Growing's a nasty, childish habit. But we have to grow, Grandma. If we didn't grow, we'll never be grown-ups. Rubbish, boy, rubbish, she said. Look at me. Am I growing? Certainly not. But you did once, Grandma. Only very little, the old woman answered. I gave up growing when I was extremely small along the other nasty children's habits like laziness and debauchedness and greed and sloppiness and untidiness and stupidity. Haven't you given up any of these things? Have you? I'm still a little boy, Grandma said. You're eight years old, she snorted. That's old enough to know you better. If you don't stop growing soon, it'll be too late. Too late for what, Grandma? It's ridiculous, she went on. You are nearly as tall as me already. George took a good look at Grandma. She was certainly a a very tiny person. Legs were short that if she had a footstool... To put her feet 
on her head only came halfway up the back of the armchair. Daddy says it's fine for a man to be tall, George said. Don't listen to your daddy, George. Grandma said, listen to me. How am I stop? But how I... But how do I stop myself growing? George said. Eat less chocolate. Eat less chocolate, Grandma said. Does chocolate make you grow? It makes you grow the wrong way. She snapped up instead of down. Grandma slipped, sipped some tea, but, she, but never took her eyes from the little boy who stood before her. Never grow up, she said, always down. Yes, Grandma, and stop eating chocolate. Eat cabbage instead. Cabbage? Oh, no, I don't like cabbage. George said, it's not what you like or what you don't like, Grandma snapped. Now, it's, it's what good for you that counts. From now on, you must eat cabbage three times a day. Mountains of cabbage. If it's got caterpillars in it, that's so much better. Ouch, George said. Caterpillars give you brains, the old woman said. Mommy washes them down the sink, George said. Mommy's as stupid as you are, Grandma said. Cabbage doesn't taste of anything without a few boiled caterpillars in it. Slugs, too. Not slugs! George cried out. I couldn't eat slugs. Whenever you see a live, live slug on a piece of lettuce, Grandma said, I gobble it up before... Gobble it up quick before it crawls away. Delicious. She, she squeezed her lips tight. She squeezed her lips together tight so that her mouth became a tiny wrinkled hole. Delicious, she said again. Worms and slugs are and beet worms and slugs and beetly bugs. You don't know what's good for you. You're joking, Grandma. I never joke, she said. Beetles are perhaps the best of all. They go crunch. Grandma, that's beastly. The old woman the old hang grinned. Showing those pale brown teeth. Sometimes if you're lucky, she said, you get a beetle inside the stem of a stick of celery. That's what I like. Grandma, how could you? You find all sorts of nice things and sticks of raw celery, the old woman went on. Sometimes it's earwings. I don't want to hear about it, cried George, but a fat earwing is very tasty. Grandma said, licking her lips. But you've got to be very quick, my dear. When you put one of those in your mouth, it has a pair of sharp snippers on its back. And that it, if it grabs your tongue with those, it never lets go. So you got to bite the earwing first. Chop, chop before it bites you. George started edging towards the door. He wanted to get as far away as possible from this old, filthy old woman. Are you trying to get away from? You're trying to get away from me, aren't you? She said, pointing a finger straight at George's face. You're trying to get away. F 
you're trying to get away from Grandma. Little George stood by the door, staring at the old hang in the chair. She stared back at him. Could it be, George wondered, that she was a witch? He had always... He had always thought witches were only in fairy tales, but now he was not sure. Come closer to me, little boy, she said, knocking to him with a thorny finger. Come closer to me and I will tell you secrets. George didn't move. Grandma didn't move either. I know a gr- I know great many secrets, she said, and suddenly she smiled. It was a thin, icy smile, the kind a snake might just make just before it bites you. Come over. Come over. Here to Grandma, and she'll whisper secrets to you. George took a step backwards, edging closer to the door. You must, you mustn't be frightened of your old Grandma," she said, smiling that icy smile. George took another step backwards. Some of us," she said, and and all that. And all at once, she was leaning forward in her chair and whispering in a throaty sort of voice George had never heard of her use before. Some of us, she said, have magic powers that can twist the creatures of this earth into wondrous shapes. A tingle of electricity flashed down the length of George's spine. He began feeling terrified. Some of us, the old woman went on, have fine and have fire on our tongues and sparks in our bellies and wizardry and the tips of our fingers. And some of us know secrets that would make your hair and stand straight up on end and your eyes pop out of their sockets George wanted to run away but his feet seemed my feet seemed stuck to the floor you know how to make your nails drop off and teeth and grow out of your fingers instead George began to tremble it was her face that it that frightened him most of all the frosty smile the a brilliant unblinking eyes we know how to have you wake up in the in the morning with a long tail coming out from behind you grandma she cried out he cried out stop we know secrets my dear but about dark places where dark things live and squirm and slitter all over each other. George made a dive for the door. It doesn't matter how far you run, he heard her saying. 
You won't get away. George ran into the kitchen, slamming the door behind him. The Marvelous Plan George sat himself down at the table. Down the table. Down at the table in the kitchen. He was shaking a little. Oh, how he hated Grandma. He had hated that horrid witchy woman. And all of a sudden, he had tremendous urge to do something about her. Something whopping. Something absolutely terrific. A real shocker. Sort of explosion. He wanted to blow away the witchy smell that hung about her in the next room. He was, he may be eight, only eight years old, but he was a brave little boy. He was ready to take this old woman on. I'm not going to be frightened by her, he said softly to himself. He was frightened. And that's why he wanted suddenly to explode her away. Well, not quite away, but he did want to shake the old woman up a bit. Very well then, what should it be? This whooping, terrific, exploding shocker for grandma. He could have have liked a firework banger under her chair, but he didn't have one. He would have liked the long green snake down at the back of her dress, but he didn't have a long green snake. He had put six black rats in her in the room with her and locked the door, but he didn't have six black rats. As George sat there pondering his this interesting problem, his eye fell upon the bottle of Grandma's brown medicine standing on to be onto the sideboard. Ron's stuff seemed to be four times a day a large spoon, spoonful of it. Spoon, spoonful of it was shoveled in. To her mouth and didn't do her slightest bit of good. She was always just as horrid after she had it as she'd seen before. The whole point of medicine surely was to make a person better. If it didn't do that, then it was quite useless. So, ho, George fought. Fought George suddenly. Aha, ho hum. I know exactly what to do. I shall make her a new medicine, the one that's so strong, so fierce, and so fantastic, it'll either cure her completely or blow the top of her head. I'll make her a magic medicine, a medicine no doctor in the world has ever made before. George looked at the kitchen clock. It's five minutes past ten. It was nearly an hour left before. Grandma's next dough 
Eagles was due at 11. There we go then, cried George, jumping up from the table. A magic medicine and Shelby. So give me a bug and a jumping flea. Give me snoo two snails and lizards free. A slimy squiggler from the sea and poisonous sting from a bumblebee and juice from the fruit of a juju juju tree and powdered bone from a wombat's knee and 100 other things as well with a rather nasty smell i'll stir them up i'll boil them long a mixture tough a mixture strong then and then hi ho down it goes a nice big spoonful hold your nose just gulp it down and have no fear how do you like it grandma dear will she go pop Will she explode? Will she go flying down the road? Will she go poof in a puff of smoke? Start fizzling like a can of Coke? Who knows? Not I. Let's wait and see. I'm glad it's neither you nor me. Oh, Grandma, if only knew what I have got in store for you. So that will do it for part nine. I'll see you tomorrow for part 10. Bye.